Hey everyone, you're listening to the Simply Smarter Podcast. Our goal is to help families navigate some of the areas surrounding the college prep process, which includes providing college and ACT-related advice, not just for students, but their families as well. This is my co-host, Caleb. Listen each week to find out how students can score better on college placement tests, learning techniques and methods that build confidence, beat test anxiety, and identify strengths within each student. Don't forget to stay in the know by subscribing to our podcast. Welcome back to the Simply Smarter Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jill, and this is Caleb. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Yes. We're excited to be hosting again. It's been a little while. We it's took been a, a minute. We took a bit of a break. Yeah. Yeah, but we're back. Here we're we back. Are. We have some some things to talk about. Yeah. So. What, what are we getting into t- to today? Man. Oof. Well, clearly, ACT stuff. Of course. Most of what we talk about. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but there has been a little bit of confusion I've I've seen lately about how many times to take the ACT. That's interesting. What's the valid number? Yeah. What is the right number, Jill? Right what? now. Give it to me. Right for you. <laughs> for me, it was one. <laughs> me too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, do you remember when you took the test the first time? Yes. Was it the best Saturday you'd, you'd ever had? Oh, clearly we are on different pages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember mine. I had my you second. Don't? No, I had my second major concussion <gasps> the week before I took the ACT. So I didn't go to school all week. Like I was just out of it. My brain was. You really. Scrambled. Medically didn't remember it. Yeah, I literally don't remember it. <laughs> Pretty awesome, right? No, I remember I was in my science class. That's oh. that was my science class. Oh, cool. Um in, in the science room. And um yeah, took it on a Saturday. I remember where I was sitting and honestly just felt like intimidated and a oh. little overwhelmed and I was like, eh, I don't know. Mm. I, I'm hoping it's good enough. Yeah. So and it was. It was. It was and thank it was. goodness. I love it. <laughs> so, but I didn't have all the tools that we have nowadays, and it's a the resources, world. and yeah. Like sometimes we, I think we forget that there aren't any more colleges, generally speaking, in the U.S. In fact, many have closed over the last five years or True. ten years or so, or a year and a half, or even a year and a half. You're correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many more students going to college now than there were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Yes. And it's just a different landscape. It's so much more competitive. Mm-hmm. And of course, the price tag. So anytime we can yes. take an ACT and get some scholarship money, that's Absolutely. always a positive too. I believe so. I believe it. Yeah. And it, it also kind of depends on what schools you are applying to, right? So I was talking to my neighbor this week and I said, you know, you're, it's almost time for you. Like, what, what schools? are you looking into and you know where are you gonna go look and she actually just visited KU so that was exciting for her and yeah she she may go there we were talking about Arkansas and that in-state tuition program yeah um and so I said well build your list you know five to ten colleges knock them down this is the summer to go go venture out and look at them and and see what's going on get a feel and yeah no that's great it's an exciting time for I like a, that. a lot of group of um, of kids in my neighborhood. They're all like juniors. So oh man! I'm like, come and talk to me. I'll help you. I'll help you with That's all awesome. the things. But yeah, That's cool. Kind of rerouting back to what schools are you applying to? Yeah. Do they require the ACT? Is it optional? Right. Is it? Do we know yet? 
Nope. <laughs> That's the challenge, <laughs> Not right? Not for these juniors. <laughs> I am so sorry, families out there who are trying to navigate this process that is confusing in a normal year, but extra confusing when colleges aren't making decisions until the last minute, right? Yes. And, and good case in, in this, like last week you reached out to the University of Missouri. I did. And Mizzou responded with a... A very interesting response of, hey, we haven't changed anything for decades, but we're continuously looking, we're continuously making changes. Yeah. And it was kind of vague. <laughs> and it, it was actually, the word was constantly making changes. So, <laughs> like, right. again, it was just kind of a funny way to phrase it all. And it just, it didn't say anything, but it said everything. Does that make sense? It didn't make sense to me. No. no it, so <laughs> exactly. And, and and again, they're 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 keeping it open because they don't know. They still don't know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that email, they they responded and said like, "Hey, you know what? This is the first time we've done this. Our freshmen, our students who who first did this are just now finishing their fir- first semester. Yeah, we'll let you know because right. we don't know how they've done or what." The future holds for yeah. us. So everything has been so up in the air the past year and a half. Yeah. So we continue to search yeah. for what the colleges are looking for for class of twenty twenty three and beyond. Yeah. And we just we just don't know because the colleges don't know. Right. So I mean we obviously want to let let our listeners know when we do know <laughs> exactly. all the things, but and there um, are some constants out there, right? Like. Um, University of Nebraska, they have declared until the class of 2025, and again, they always have the right to change their mind, but until the class of 2025, they are test optional. Yeah. They recommend taking an ACT, but it's not required. So let's dig into, we're kind of jumping around on our um, outline, all over, if you may, a little bit, but let's let's talk about that, that test optional piece, okay. because... What does if, it mean? Right. Like, if you can take a test... Take a test. Right. You know, like if you're going to get a 31, take the test. Oh, yeah, for sure. Take it. Right. For sure. <laughs> if and, you have that option, go and, ahead and do it. And test optional is, means a lot of different things, which is kind of tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, different schools use that term in a way that's opposite from another school. So when test optional started True. becoming a bigger trend 15, 20 years ago, most schools were calling themselves test optional because a student could select to send AP scores or they could send SAT subject scores or they could send something else, some other kind of exam or an ACT or an SAT, of course. They were test optional. The student got to choose which one, right? Now test optional has a connotation that you don't have to take the ACT and you can still get accepted. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's more along the lines of where we are now. Yes. Um, Except for it's still not... Again, sometimes we read test optional and we think test blind, right. and those are two very different things. Right. Talk about that for just a second. Yeah. So, so test optional students can, the typically colleges still want to see the scores, um, just so that they can make the best decision possible, mm-hmm. especially in this era where school has been pretty funky over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so grades may not mean exactly the same thing. Um, many schools have gone pass fail. So like, how do you evaluate that information? Right. The ACD kind of provides a little bit more context in, the, in that realm. And so colleges still want it. Mm-hmm. And therefore they, they're going to accept students at a higher rate for those who do submit scores than who don't. It's okay. just a natural tendency, right? Yeah. If, if you don't submit scores, they assume for better or for worse that you didn't do as well as maybe you actually did. Mm-hmm. So 
again, keep that in mind. They may be test optional where you don't have to submit them. That's fine, but kind of keep in mind the, the ramifications of acceptance or scholarships and things like that. Yeah. Test blind, on the other hand, means like, hey, they don't even even have a place to put that information, that score into the system. There's no checkbox. Which there. means like literally they don't they won't take it into account. Right. That seems odd. I mean, it just seems like they've been doing this for so long and whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, I guess we'll, we'll find out over the next few years. Right. Um, but it it is, it does seem strange. Yeah. I mean, we've been forced into the situation much faster than most people figured we would. That's for sure. Yes. I know. So true. Okay. Well, thanks for explaining that a little bit uh, more in depth. Um, you know, another option is if you start with a lower score and take the ACT and then, you know, okay, this is my score, but I I don't feel like I did that great. Like it was an off day. I had a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, things were off. Um, personal issues or, you know, you just didn't feel good, whatever it may be. Um, and then you go through ACT prep. Right. And you learn those different strategies. Mm-hmm. You learn the timing piece. Yeah, the pacing, Whoa, yeah. that's huge. For sure. Um, you know, and then you just feel more confident. You feel so much more confident going into a test after you've taken some kind of ACT prep. Yeah. Take it again. Right. <laughs> Take it right. again. You, know, you will do better. You will do better. For sure. And we've, we've kind of been on an interesting journey through all this, right? So one of the big things that's changed some of our general recommendations is that during COVID, um, ACT changed their recommendations. They've, they've said, hey, you know what? After decades of saying we don't want students to, or colleges to evaluate super scores for students, they are now on board, right? Right. So now super scoring is going to be more and more common as we continue on in this admissions journey, right? Yeah. And I would say probably roughly two-thirds of colleges will super score an ACT now compared to maybe 20% two years ago. Yeah, which is great for students. That's fantastic, right? Yeah. So historically, I mean, we, we've been in business for almost 16 years. Mm-hmm. For 15 of those, we were saying, hey, take the test one time and be done with this stupid thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do our absolute best. Let's put our best foot forward and move on and focus on all the other good stuff, right? right in life. Right. Now, again, but. with super scores, mm-hmm. Maybe we really do take it two or three times intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we, again, we take it one time and we do really well, but there's a section that we didn't do quite as well in. Right. Now we can focus in on that, just that one section for mm-hmm. the next test date. And then the super score gets bumped up, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's kind of great. Absolutely. I mean, some students get burned out by the science section. Oh, yeah. You know, they're just tired. Right. They've been thinking really hard for, yeah. you know, two hours, <laughs> over two hours. <laughs> right. So they're they're ready for a break. So, you know, take it again. I really wish um, the section retesting would, would have come into play. We, we were we pretty psyched about that. About a lot. that. <laughs> yes. That would have been so beneficial for students, yeah. but it just, it just never really happened. So yeah. they may circle circle around and, and do that again but mm-hmm. at this point it's on the, the back burner for sure yes. yeah let's talk about scholarships for a little bit and and scholarships slash honors program so um you know you're you're maybe you say you take uh what is it march 1st is mm-hmm. the kansas state of kansas juniors they're all taking the the right. act on march 1st all right say that's going to be your first test great wonderful you get a you get a 27 Okay, that's a solid, solid score. Yeah, that's really great. Honors program starts at 28. What are you going to do? Take yeah. the test again. Take it again. <laughs> take yeah, it again. you're close. Yes. But again, take it again 
when or if you're prepared. Correct. Right. Correct. I've, I, I, and again, I know people are going to be annoyed with me on this one probably, but I don't understand ever doing anything unless you are ready and, and, and wanting to do your best. Right. And, and ready to do your best. Again, I don't, I don't know any student that walks into the ACT and doesn't want to do their best. Correct. But, but I do also, know are, students who walk into the ACT and say, I'm just going to take it and see what my right. score is. And, and they're not prepared the way that they need to be to get that score. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. It's a different um, situation of knowing what your goal score is mm-hmm. versus knowing your goal score and preparing for that goal score. Right. And I do think it kind of knocks down your confidence, too, because we have had students that oh, yeah. come in for our free practice test on Saturday morning. I'm just going to take it, see what my score is. And they're really disappointed. Oh, yeah, for sure. you know, good students. Right. Right. They Absolutely. apply themselves in school. Yeah, A's or A's and B's. Yep. and And didn't come close to what they hoped to actually score. Correct. I talked with a family just this morning and they, they took the October test. Mm-hmm. Uh, their student is a junior and and that student scored a 22 and they were expecting something in the high 20s or 30 mark uh, yeah. because the, their daughter goes to a very, very, very good mm-hmm. high school and does well in school. Yeah. But it's just different. It is. And a little side note, if I may. Mm-hmm. Please do. Again, context, right? So 22, again, isn't, it's not a 30, don't get me wrong. It's Mm -hmm. not a 28. Mm -hmm. But guess what? It's the 64th percentile. Yes. That's better than basically two thirds of college bound students. Yes. So again, that context of even how the test is scored and we need a framework to work from. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we just assume that these scores are linear and they are a hundred percent not right. right? Correct. So Correct. we want to make sure we kind of understand that and know kind of what our scores actually mean. So, and that's, that's a good leeway into, I was going to talk about the national average that oh, went yeah. down yeah. Um, this year for um, this past year, it's now at 20.3, right. which is the lowest it's been um, since over a decade. Right. So it's low, right? And, I mean, 20, and, right? And it's, and that's not horrible. No. But it, that's that's the average. Yeah. But it's it's lower. And again, the context of what's been going on, man, yes. I'm not surprised. Right. I, I am I've been dumbfounded through over the last year and a half of just the gaps that are missing. Mm. And more than even just over the last year where most of the students in our area have been in person, mm-hmm. it was that fall semester or sorry, spring semester of 2020 yeah. where students just, man, it was awful. Yeah. They learned almost nothing. They covered almost nothing. And yeah. if they took algebra to that, that semester, oh. they missed a huge chunk, a chunk. of material yeah. that they'll yeah. never learn again. Right. right. Uh, they, right. they moved on to pre-calc or calc or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And now they're, they're done with that. Yeah. And there are going to be some questions up. that, again, we'll help them learn some new strategies to to do better on those. Yeah. <clears throat> but we don't pretend we can teach. Again, for instance, a lot of a lot of students will spend two weeks on matrices mm-hmm. in the math section, mm-hmm. which was which is generally learned at the end of algebra two. OK, we, we, we can't spend two <laughs> All that time right. reviewing that those one pieces those the, that one topic when we're talking about maybe there's going to be one question on the ACT right yeah, right right but if you've never seen matrices you're probably not going to get that question right now yep. um, so we'll refresh we'll we'll help you learn and focus on the right things and and the right strategies but again 
school and COVID right. and everything else has just hurt hurt students in that way where there's just some questions they just can't get right. There now. is. And and now is a great time to come in and do the ACT prep because we can help you fill in those gaps, mm-hmm. right? Like if the national average is 20.3 and you come in, you get, you know, your baseline score and then you do prep, like you can blow that national average out of the water, right. you know, just some hard work and dedication and, and filling in those gaps where, where they need to be filled in. For sure. And we've talked about that for the past year and a half, you know, yeah. when everything shut down, you know, when COVID became a huge thing, it was like, man, this is going to last for a really long time. Like, how long is this going to last? Like, yeah. what are the repercussions? The impacts? Yeah. Yes. And, and especially for our students. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what are the repercussions that are going to happen on our elementary, middle school and high school students? Right. And we're now seeing that because oh, yeah, it's sure. been long enough. Right. And so, I mean, they're going to do fine. They're going to yeah. be great. Yeah, right. They are going to be great. We have yeah, full confidence in that. Yes. <laughs> but it is a struggle. Yeah. But we're we want to help. We want to help them with that. We yeah. want to help them overcome that. So, for sure. Um, yeah. So give yourself enough time to meet and reach your goals. Uh, we have kind of going back to the whole COVID thing. We've seen a lot of seniors come in this year, and they wow. they waited a lot. And it, some of that is due to the colleges just not making their decisions until yep. April, May, June of twenty twenty one earlier this year. Mm-hmm. But man, I've never seen so many seniors in yeah. in the fall. And they have. They have to. They have to do it. Yeah, it <laughs> I mean, now's, now's the last chance, last opportunity. Like right. the, the December test coming up, we still have quite a few, quite a few seniors, and by this point in a normal year, we've moved on to the junior class completely. Yes, yes. And it, it's just an interesting extra piece of phenomenon that, mm-hmm. and, and again, and now there's just more pressure. There's more right. everything. Right. So again, if we can plan ahead and think about like, hey. How many schools on our are on our list? There we have fifteen right now. We're gonna narrow it down to eight or ten down mm-hmm. the road. But knowing that at least 20, 30, 40 percent are going to require an ACT. Yeah. Let's just keep let, let's focus on the end goal. And that's mm-hmm. getting into colleges that are gonna be a good fit for us. Yes. And maybe that that does include a little bit of prep here or there. Yep, absolutely. I agree. I agree. What else? What else should we talk about? Should we talk about the PSAT a little bit or yeah, skip we can talk it. about that a little bit. Should we skip it? I mean, it, it happened it? last month, right? <laughs> it was just a little over a month ago now. Yes. I have a lot of parents uh, say, well, you know, my student took the PSAT and he did really, really good on it. So we're just we're just going to wait until the ACT and then just take it. And it's like almost the same score, right? I'm like, oh, oh, well, <laughs> that's one way to think of it. Um, not entirely accurate, but, sure. you know, it is a good indicator of how they may score on yeah. an SAT or an ACT. Um, but it is different. Right. For it's sure. Different. Yeah. One, first of all, most students who like who should prepare for the PSAT, it, it's it's actually a very small number of students who we believe should actually pre- be preparing for it. Mm-hmm. National becoming becoming a national merit semifinalist and therefore a finalist is really the big win there. Yes, and that big win is about the same scholarship students were getting twenty years ago of twenty five hundred dollars mm-hmm. total. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. since colleges cost two and a half times more than they did twenty years ago, right. it just that it just doesn't mean nearly as much. And why haven't they in that increased regard. that scholarship I, amount? Be, What's going on? Hello. I don't know. Make it 
more desirable. I mean, they only have so much funds. Do they, though? It's probably an endowment that's, I don't know. Someone can give more. I'll dig into that for us. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) So, and, and fewer and fewer schools are actually... Uh, offering full full tuition scholarships and things like that. Um, again, the big one that always pops into my mind is OU mm-hmm. um, and Norman, Oklahoma, where they they still offer a, a bigger scholarship for national merit finalists than even yeah. ACT or SAT. But that's the exception to the rule. Right. Most schools will offer the same scholarship or more scholarship based upon a comparable ACT or SAT score. Yeah. And again, it goes back to the PSAT is just a shorter, easier version mm-hmm. of the AC of, of the SAT, mm-hmm. and so we can't even compare it directly to the SAT, and then we can definitely not compare that to ACT, an ACT, right? right? Right. And colleges don't necessarily look at the PSAT. No, no, they, they won't would look use at those your for SAT admission scores at all. or right. your ACT scores, but for sure. So. Sure. Take it if you feel like you're going to do well and you're applying for national merit and you're going to, you know, you're going to get a good lengthy test underneath your belt, get some of those jitters out, you know, get a little bit of experience. It's good exposure, right? It it is a, it mirrors the SAT. It's just Mm -hmm. a shorter, easier version. But if you think that that's going to translate to ACT world, unfortunately, it's just not going to do that. Right. 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 The same thing with a pre-ACT, to be honest, right? A lot of students take mm-hmm. the pre-ACT during sophomore year. Yep. And again, it's a good precursor, mm-hmm. but it is a shorter, easier exam because it's dedicated toward a, a younger audience. Right. And it's not generally reflective. Some students, and again, going back to like even some of the rationale behind it, not only are the questions more difficult, but it's a longer test, the ACT. Mm-hmm. So again, if a student has troubles focusing, they're probably not going to do as well on the ACT as they did on the pre-ACT because mm-hmm. now you've taken this two-hour test and made it three and a half hours. Right. Um, and little things like that can can add up pretty quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Agreed. Well, good. So, again, how many times do I take the ACT? It's going to be different. It's going to be different. Sorry, One, there's not a two, solid three. answer. <laughs> I wouldn't rececommend you take it all 12 times. No. No. Oh, for Pete's sakes. That would be horrible. <laughs> Your South Dakota just came out. I know. That was adorable. That that would just be a big waste of time. 12 yeah. times. Come on. I've, when I worked in admissions, I actually saw a student who took it 11 times. Oh. Ooh, yikes. That's a lot. That's like a that's like that's a part time job. Two years worth of testing. What I I, I feel like he could have just gotten a part time job. She or could have she, used yeah. her time very differently. <gasps> oh, but that's painful. Anyway, painful. All right. Well, if you have any questions about PSAT, practice ACT, ACT, SAT, ACT prep. <laughs> All of the, all of it. Anything, anything. <laughs> just give us a call. Uh, shoot us an email. Enrollment at getsmarterprep.com. Um, you can listen to all of our podcasts here. You can go back in time two years ago and listen to our very first podcast. We have lots of lots of good, useful information if you want to skim through some of that. So um, anyway, find us at getsmarterprep.com. And as always, we offer free practice tests every Saturday morning. That's true. All right. Well, have a good week, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.